What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to All the Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. We'll go back to another edition of All the Smoke. My boy. Nice watch. Appreciate it, bro. Icy for no reason. We got a special guest today, (laughs) Miss Taylor. Yeah, no watch, though. <laughs> well, Taylor, thank you for your time. We appreciate We know you're busy today. A lot going on right now with the playoffs. But let's jump right into it. Being a Georgia girl, what is it like um, seeing this Atlanta Hawks team kind of come into their own, led yeah. by Trey Young? Coach Nate McMillan came in during the season, completely kind of gave this team a, a new identity. How's it been, one, being someone from here, but then also someone working in this space to see this Atlanta Hawk team do what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, one thing about us Southerners, we like to talk our shit. So it's been really nice for the Hawks to be good so we can just throw it in everybody's faces. And not just to be good, but to have been the underdog so often and continue to come out on top. I mean, I live in New York, so Knicks fans were all in my ear during that series. Mm -hmm. Smacked them. Sixers was like, Y'all, there's no way Embiid's back. We gonna play y'all. We gonna win. No, no, no. And we came out on top. So it's just been really nice to continue to prove people wrong. So many young guys continuing to get it done. So it's nice. And I was just telling Zach, I just, I just feel like Trey Young is the exact star for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Like he just fits in the mood. The fans love him. So it's really nice. And I'm, I'm proud to be a Hawks fan because we haven't really been in this position uh, very often. So it's been nice. <laughs> you, you speaking of Trey Young, how special is he? And how do you see this series playing, uh, playing out with the Bucks? So, you know, the fan in me is like, we're going to win. I, right. But I actually do think we're going to win. I right. think we might win in six. Mm. But the thing about Trey, so I interviewed Trey two seasons ago. And I distinctly remember we're sitting there in the Hawks locker room and he said, it's going to change. Like, it won't be like this for long. Because the question I asked him is like, you know, y'all have so much talent on this team, but you're young. But how often can being young be an excuse for losing? Right. Right. 
And he's like, not long. He's like, but I promise you, mm. it is about to turn around. And you're kind of like, mm, okay, Dre, like, I hope you're right, but you don't know. Right. And he was right. And I mean, there's so many factors that play into that. I think mm-hmm. Nate McMillan is a really big right. one. But Trey just has continued to get smarter. And, you know, the teams that do well, it's when they're leader, they kind of take the identity of that leader. Mm-hmm. I think the Hawks have started to do that. So yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your journey as a Atlanta sports fan and the ups and downs and obviously where they are today. Well, you know, my rule is I don't talk about the Falcons because they broke my heart. So <laughs> Atlanta How many Falcons. Times? Everybody in Atlanta, the heart they broke. That, I mean, I think about that day. It was so bad. I mean, I had already booked my ticket at halftime for the Super Bowl mm. parade. I still came to Atlanta, obviously no parade. But um, as a Hawks fan, I just think it's been up and down. We enjoyed the Al Horford years. You know, that was a good time. But there's been nothing that has felt like this. Mm -hmm. I might get killed for saying this, but I think Trey Young will go down as like the greatest Hawk of all Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to be living in this moment where I think the culture of basketball in Atlanta is changing. But really, I think basketball just in the NBA is changing. This is kind of like a watershed moment. The fact that there's so many new contenders, new stars, we're guaranteed to see a star get a ring that has never gotten a ring before. So it's just, it's a nice moment. And I'm glad that Atlanta is in that conversation as well. Absolutely. What made you become a sports journalist? So I Slash host. Yeah, no, I love people uh, and I love sports. I have a sports family. My Dad played football. My uncle was a Hall of Famer for the Cardinals. So it's just, I Lou grew Brock, up. right? Yeah. Don't, Lou don't just run over that name without, without <laughs> right. giving yes, him a shout no. out. He was the greatest. So I, mm-hmm. I miss him every single day. He just taught me so much. But I just grew up around it. Mm-hmm. And it has been such a big part of me. But one thing about me, I only like to do things I'm good at. And I knew I wasn't going to be some great, like, basketball player, tennis player. But I knew I could talk. So just growing up, that's what I was doing. I would, like set up our family's camcorder in my room and do like fake newscasts. <laughs> I'll show you all the videos, they're uh. really funny, I was awful. But um, so then I just started, you know, trying to get better, went to college, majored in it. And yeah, now I'm doing this. But my joy, my favorite thing is just sitting down and interviewing. Mm-hmm. More than like reporting or hosting in the studio, I like to really have conversations. Like what we did when we were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, when you realized you were black, yeah. like that type of stuff. Is, is really important. I think we have to have more in-depth conversations and humanize people and show that there literally is no difference between this person you're watching on TV, dunking the basketball, and you sitting on the couch. The right. only difference is that they're good at the sport. Right. Like, mm-hmm. we all are sad, mad, happy, frustrated. Like, human. we all, yeah. We're human. We all literally live the exact same life. We just do different things. And I think that the more media that's out there that shows that, the better I think the world will be and the sports space will be in Agreed. general. What has your, been your evolution and journey in this particular journalism space been like? Yeah, good. Definitely ups and downs. That's anything. Yeah, that's definitely anything. I think sometimes with this, it is a bit of an uphill battle, not just being a woman, but being a black woman. Mm -hmm. Always constantly feeling like you have to prove yourself a bit more, show that you're more than just, you know, this girl, everybody wants to comment about how they look or how they dress or whatever. Like, there's so much substance that goes into being a a journalist. And y'all know, like, you cannot fake this, right? Right. You're either good at this or you wouldn't be in this space. But everybody always wants to try to think of some reason why you're there, why you're doing it, which is really a reflection of why they're not doing it. And, you know, they're just projecting that. People hate what they can't be. 100%. And I will will say that forever. So that's probably, you know, the biggest thing is just always having to 
to prove to prove yourself. And this isn't even just for women and black women. This is for black people in general. I always say, like, if there's a black person in a certain position, I know they're good at the job because you don't have any other choice right. but to be. Right. right? Like we don't have the luxury of mediocrity. Right. So whenever I see, you know, a black host, like a black woman doing anything, I'm like, I know you're good and I know what you had to go through to be in this there. position and right. thrive in That's it. Real shit. Yeah. So yeah, there's ups and downs, but there's ups and downs with, with everything, everything and you know, right. you're built for the fire. So it is what it is. How did you land a bleach report? So I had a podcast when I was working at a station in New York and it just like started to do really well and Bleacher saw it and was like, we think that you can sustain like a show doing this. So I went to Bleacher and then started doing it. So I will say this because I think it's important. Any person who talks about their journey, hard work is a major, major part of it. Right. But any person who has done anything, luck plays a uh, role in all no things. Question. Huge. And I, yeah, I don't think it's fair to attribute everything that has happened in your life to the fact that you worked hard and you just got shit done, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone works hard. Right. And everyone is talented, but things have to go your way. Right. And situations have to be placed in front of you. Mm -hmm. And you have to just be ready for those situations and those opportunities. And that's where the hard work mm -hmm. and the skill comes in. Come in. Right. So I think everyone who has ever done anything has to talk about the luck that also came in play. So... I've worked hard, but I've also been really fortunate to be lucky and have advocates and people that were on my side. And so I'm, I'm really thankful. Yeah, no, that's what we say. I mean, to win a championship, obviously, good coach, good team, but so much luck. And we can see in, in these particular playoffs how stars have been kind of dropping mm -hmm. like flies. You know what I mean? So, like, again, it takes so much luck to get there and stay healthy through the duration to actually give yourself a chance to win. And I think that's no different in life. Like you said, you can put all the preparation, but just not catch a break. Yeah, right? you know? absolutely. And like that still, you know, that doesn't detract from your skill, no. right? Because it's like, were you ready when that moment called mm -hmm. for you to be mm -hmm. ready? Right. Right. A lot of people right. don't know how to be ready when they have mm -hmm. to be. So I think it's, it's just important to know what you're good at. I think more importantly is knowing what you're bad at. A lot of people don't know what they're bad at. Or don't want to admit it. Exactly. Admit it. Yeah. So I think being self-aware is a bit of a lost art. And more importantly, a lot of people don't just know themselves. Yeah. So I just kind of encourage everyone to really sit back and get to know you. Not what everyone says you are. Not what you think you can be. Who are you right now and the mm -hmm. steps you have to take to be that person that you know in your head, you know, you're meant to be. So... All of that plays a role, and all of that's really important. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it off? I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard, and then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 
55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Share your thoughts on the power of social media and sports, and in particular, NBA Twitter. That's a whole little universe. Shout out to my man, Josiah Johnson, <laughs> UCLA Bruin, running the yeah. space. But how powerful is social media to today's common athlete? Yeah, it's important. I mean, in so many ways. First off, I can't watch a basketball game without checking Josiah's Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. I need to see the gifts. I need to see the memes. Mm-hmm. I know who catching the jokes today. Twitter going to come for everybody, everybody. okay? So, it does not discriminate, uh, which is a great part about it. But, no, it's nice because when you're watching the games, you feel like you're watching with a family. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, everyone's watching the same thing, adding in their comments. Also, it's such a great, you know, dispersal of information. I really realized that when I was in the NBA bubble, there were so few of us there that social media was really the only way that fans could see what was happening and could really feel what it was like in that Orlando bubble. So it's important there's so many prominent personalities that are different. You know, you have your analytics guys and girls, you have more like the commentary people, more personalities, more people that are just for the jokes. And it adds uh, to the experience. And I think we all know what makes us feel like we know our favorite athletes more as well. Yeah. Because they're posting, they're tweeting. We see what they like and what they don't like. So Twitter, I think, is really important. It brings out the best and the worst in oh, people. man. But it's, a, it's an important place, for sure. What's the wildest thing that's ever been said to you or, or you've seen on mm-hmm. social media? Oh, my gosh. So many. <laughs> so many. I mean, in general, I'm next to any guy that's the guy I'm with. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's why <laughs> any, I'm like, dang, I'm busy. Right, right. right, right. <laughs> but, so that's always wild. It's like people just don't know how to see a guy and a girl next to each other because people aren't very mature. So that, that's wild. I got some, some wild things in the bubble, absolutely. But that's really it. Like, I don't really get people being mean as much as I just get people being disrespectful, mm. right? And I think there's a bit of a difference yep. um, to those two things. But that's, that's what I think. But I always say, like, 
I think everything in life is about volume and how much volume you give something, right? How right. loud or how quiet you want it to be. And humans will have a billion really nice comments about us, but we'll see one that's mean. And get it. And for whatever reason, we turn up the mean one louder than we mm-hmm. turn up the nice ones. So just trying to program myself to say, like, it's the nice one that you need to give the most volume right. to. And that that has certainly helped me as well, because why does this one matter in this ocean of goodness, right? right. So, that sounds good. It's hard to do, though. Very hard to very do. Very hard. You can, like oh, you said, goodness. you can get 1,500 good comments and find the two negative ones and be like, why did, why, what? Uh, they don't even know me. Like, yeah. Why are they saying that? And, and like, it'd yeah, be like, far, there's farthest from the truth. Yeah. And they're probably farthest. following you, too. Mm-hmm. Which is the crazy part. I'm like, why you follow? Like, right. it's if you're not trying to see all this, you can uh, leave, you know? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> How important is it to highlight females in the sports across the board, whether it be playing, coaching, broadcasting, front office? Uh, obviously, yeah. the 25th anniversary of the WNBA. Shout mm-hmm. out those uh, those amazing women. But how important for someone like you and who women trying to follow and young girls trying to follow in your footsteps is to see representation? Yeah, it's really important, you know, really just giving, you know, as much attention as one as you give to the other. And that's something I know everyone is really trying to get better at, including myself. Like, I bought this, you can't see, it's like an NBA necklace, but I was like, mm-hmm. I need to get the WNBA right. one. You know, you right. have to, you the have balance. to really try and support both if what you're preaching is women's empowerment and supporting women across the board. I'm a season ticket holder for the Liberty. I don't really get to go to games, but it's important to give them your money um, and, you know, give them your time as well when you can. But women, I think it's not just that, you know, we add things to the space. It's I think we're a very necessary part of sports. You know, our ideas, the athletes, how great they are, it has to be talked about, you know, as included in, as opposed to in addition to. Right, right. And I think sometimes all of us, we talk about it like it's a very nice addition. And the way that I think we talk about female athletes, just definitely the way we talk about women's basketball, just has to change so that we're putting it on the same playing field as mm-hmm. men's. And so I encourage everyone to do that. And then female journalists, we definitely need in the space more I love how many black women are in this space now. Mm-hmm. Growing up, there was like one. Growing up, I had Pam Oliver. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I had my dear friend Carrie. You have Jamel. Right. But if I had never seen someone like Pam, I don't think I would have thought I could have done what I wanted to do. Right. So it's just important to always have that, that vision there. Um, and mentorship. I believe mm-hmm. in each one, teach one. I try to talk to any woman who wants to get into the space because you need to know there's people in your corner and people that have been there before. So women, like y'all can do it. I know it gets hard, but it can definitely happen. And it's on the men too, mm-hmm. right? To try and change this kind of Narrative. climate and culture. Yeah, like it's important. It's, a, it's an effort for every single person, but I do believe there's been so many changes um, in the right direction. So that makes me feel really good. What is it like becoming a role model for the next generation that want to break into this industry? Yeah, it's nice. I went to North Carolina A&T with Chris Paul. We were doing some stuff with HBCUs and bringing like a Harvard professor. They had to teach them a class. And at the end, you know, everyone's going up to Chris, wants to take a picture with Chris. But then there was like a line for me. And this, nice. this okay, right, was Look really nice. I was like, this is so sweet. <laughs> there was a really, really sweet girl. Her name was Jaden. She had a shirt that said like, Rooks, Champion, Golden Rude, so. Taylor, like all the black female journalists on a shirt. And she was like, I'm selling these and people are buying them. So. I would have never thought that the impact would be like that. Mm-hmm. The black women see it and they're like, I can be this because she did this. 
And I always say, I, one thing I really like is, I think I'm a black woman that looks black, right? Like, I got my hair, I got a big nose, I got high cheekbones, I'm brown skin. Like, I think people look at me and they see themselves, you know, more than they might feel like there's this, like an unattainable look, something they think they might not ever be. That's really, really important to me. I never want to feel unattainable to my own people. And that comes not just in the way I look, but I think the way I talk and the fact that I want to be friends with anyone who wants to be here. Right. And, you know, I want to carry myself with grace and elegance and class and intelligence because I don't want women to feel like they have to throw one of those things away to to do what they want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. And I understand why you see things where you feel like you might have to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother conversation. But just because it feels like the popular thing might not be the right thing for you, it doesn't mean you got to decide to do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I want. I want women to know, especially black women, because they're always going to try to look for something to say, you did this, you shouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. It's important to be smart and know that like your power is in you and you're not going to get that from anywhere else or by trying to be something else. It's really nice. I, I enjoy it. Piggybacking off of that, what is the message you try to drive home to the youth that are trying to come up in this space? Mm. A couple things. I'd say, and it sounds cliche, but you have to just be who you are. I think that when you're starting, you think that you have to play the role of a journalist. And when you're doing that, you're not really unlocking your true power and the thing that makes you different, which is what you're going to bring to sports media. You know, like, don't act like what you think you should act like. Just act like you. So Mm. be you is number one. Don't limit yourself, I think, is number two. When I first started, I'm like, okay, I can just like, be in the studio and talk about the news of the day. That was what I thought. But the more I did this, I'm like, I can do a bunch of things. And I don't just have to talk about football. I can talk about basketball. Mm-hmm. I can also go and host a celebrity basketball game. Like, I can go into all these different spaces and still thrive. But you create the box and you stay in the box. you got to really be the space that you take up as opposed to just being in this in this, you know, this tiny space for yourself. So those are those are the two things I would say. And also listen. Mm. Um, so many people will send me like their resume reels with tapes of interviews that they did. And you go into that interview and you're not listening to the person because you're so focused on just like asking whatever's next. And so you miss a good follow-up. Right. You miss the real conversation because you're like, okay, I just gotta get my shit off. Mm-hmm. You know, so listening to people, you know, with the with the intent to understand and not just to reply, mm-hmm. I think is a, a lost kind of art um, in, in interviewing general. and journalism. Right. So those are probably the three. There's so many more, right. but I think that's what's most important. You touched on this earlier. How important is that sisterhood for you women in that space? Javi, Carrie has been on the program. Jamel's been on the program. Two uh, people who are doing really well. You mentioned Pam Oliver before, but how important is that to being able to have some big sisters to lean on and teach you the ropes, similar to having a vet in the league like yeah. when we first came in the league? I was just going to say that it's the exact same as having a vet. You need somebody to tell you do this, but girl, stop doing this, you know? And that's one thing I love so much about Carrie is, I mean, I've had Carrie call me and be like, we got to stop, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, and we will have these real conversations about what's going on and, you know, what is the right thing and the wrong thing. Like, I I love Carrie, but I know I can always call her and ask her advice. And it goes beyond just work. Like, we talk about life, right? right? right. She has gotten me through breakups. You know what I mean? Like she is just, she's great. And 
the only people that will really understand what it is like to be a black woman in media are other black women in media. So you need that relatability and that true sisterhood, somebody that, that can really guide you. So, you know, shout out to Carrie and Maria and Roz and Jamel. And I mean, even people like Bamani Jones, like it's important to have those that understand that you can just bounce ideas off of and, and just keep you right. Mm-hmm. That's what the vets do. They keep you right. There you go. Yeah. Quick hitters. First thing that comes to mind. Oh, great. Okay. When I ask you these top <laughs> five Atlanta athletes of all time. Oh, okay. Michael Vick. Uh, that's my number one. Easy. I'm going to say Julio, even though he broke my heart. And left. I know. Got to say Trey Young. Got to say Dominique Wilkins. Man, you, you better not miss this last one. I'm going to get that fifth spot. I'm missing a big one, right? Yes, you are. Let me think. The Falcons. To the Hawks. What sport? Two sports. Oh. But these are just my favorites, right? Not the best. Yes. Okay. She might be a little too young to, to really yeah. catch what he was on, though. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking about the people that... I have an emotional tie to Like, right. I grew up watching right. Vic. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm, I don't know. Were you going to say Roddy White? Deion mm-hmm. Sanders. Oh, my God. Deion Sanders is my phone background. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Deion going to see this. I love Deion. Deion, I wasn't thinking about it. He's okay. Hey, from time I got you. No, he, I love Deion. Is your profile pick on your phone? Yeah, my phone. I love Dion. That's dope. <laughs> uh, and he knows it too. I mean, yeah. I talk about Dion all the time. Yeah. Every every time there's NFL drafts, I post his NFL draft photo. It's like the most iconic NFL draft With photo. With the curl ever. and everything. Yes. And the sunglasses and the chain. Love Dion. Oh my God, thank you for saying that. Because he would have been like, dang, That's you forgot. No, yeah, you got to put Dion in there. I was trying to more, I was thinking, is there like a UGA guy I'm forgetting about? But I'll go with those five for sure. That's a good one. <laughs> What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. 
AT&T. Soundtrack to your life. Give me three songs in rotation. Oh, my goodness. Tough one. That is such a tough one. Who? It's a lot. This is going to sound weird, but I heard it so much in high school. Knuck if you buck. That was it. How do you, you know? tell someone where you're from without saying where you're 100%. from? Right. right. When I think of high school, I think of that song. Right. So I'm going to say Nug If You Buck. Lauren Hill is my absolute favorite singer. So I go X Factor. Crime Mob sang that song. Yeah. Crime Mob. I go X Factor by Lauren Hill. And mm. I'm going to go. No, wait, I'm going to get rid of x Factor. I'm going to do Prototype Outcast. Okay, Prototype. All right. Prototype Outcast. Love that song. And I don't know. I feel like my generation, like, you have to throw, like, a Drake song in there. Mm, I think I will go. I'll do a new one. I'll do Laugh Now, Cry Later. Right. Oh, that's solid. Yeah. Perfect. Solid, yeah. solid, solid. Sorry to Quavo, though. I probably should have put Amigo song in there. <laughs> Shout out Quavo. <laughs> hey, dream interview, male and female. Mm, female Serena Williams. Nice. Male was Barack Obama, but I got that. Got him. <laughs> um, male, I will say, this is a weird answer, but I want to interview this person because no one has interviewed him. Kawhi. Mm, we've been like trying. no one has really sat down with Kawhi, and I just feel like that's missing. Like one day he has to do a real in-depth, like hour-long talk. So I would love to to really talk to Kawhi. Yeah, I, I played with him. We had some some nights in my crib, some talks. So I know I know when it does happen, it's gonna be hey, really we, interesting. Yeah. Hey, we gonna fight for that one, Taylor. Because we, <laughs> hey, we, I've been talking to his cousin for like two years, bro. Like, yo, Trying we need, it. bro. We need him. We need him. Hey, we trust me, I'll be tuned in. Like, I just more so. I'm so interested him in him talk. as a human. Period. Right. Like, the most interesting man. Hundred percent. And now it's like anytime he does anything, we just think it's the best thing ever. He laughs. We're like, oh my god, that's Kawhi. It's like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Can he say something? I want to hear him really, really say something. I kept on thinking in the bubble, I'd have like a moment to talk to him. But he really is just like reserved. Mm. He would, he'd go eat, he'd go back, he didn't talk to nobody. So one day <laughs> I'd like to interview Kawhi. For well, sure. he, he did reach out for some all the smoke gear, so I sent it to him. So I love it. Hopefully that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> Five best games you've ever been to. Ooh, wee. Ooh, that's a good one. I've been in some good games. A lot of the ones I think about are college, though. Big Ten Championship when Ohio State beat Wisconsin like 59 to 0. And then they went on to win the college football playoff first year. Mm -hmm. That's like my number one game. When Illinois beat Indiana, when Indiana was number one, it was like Victor Oladipo's team lobbed Brandon Paul. They did that little Phoenix Sun play before Phoenix Suns did it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like all the games in the bubble. That game, Jazz Nuggets. Oh, that Jam- Mitchell and Jamal Yeah, Murray. and yeah. Mitchell was they both just... both have almost 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean that last one, Mitchell was on the floor. I mean, that game was so good. When I think Luca was playing the Clippers and that dagger... That step back in the three. bubble, yep. Mm-hmm. That was a great game. And... Ooh, so we were doing the Twitter show. So I was in the building, but not at the actual game, so I could hear it. But when the Raptors beat the Celtics... On that OG and an OB shot. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy game. I ran over there to see the end. So those are those are the five I'd say. Like bubble basketball was some of the most exciting basketball for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just really my favorite 
journalistic thing I've ever done. So those are those are the five. I'd I mean, say. we didn't really touch on that, but we'll we'll take a break from our quick talk on that that bubble experience. How was that for you as mm-hmm. a journalist? How was it for you being isolated while the world was going crazy? And yeah. how was it being able to see, like you said, some of the best basketball you've ever seen? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely like a mix of emotions at different times. You know, you get there for seven days, you can't leave the room. So you're lonely, you're sad, you're like, dang, like I want to like go out and, you know, be out and about with people that have already finished their quarantine. Then, you know, we're also in there when Jacob Blake happens. That's why I thought it was really important that there were so many black media members there because the players really wanted to discuss it. And they wanted to feel comfortable discussing it. You know, we were there when they were all in that big ballroom having a talk about whether they were going to leave the bubble or not. And it was important there were people there that understood and knew that the question shouldn't all have been like, are y'all going to play? The question should be like, are you okay? Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what is it like for you seeing this? How are you doing mentally? was really, really important. But I think I will not ever do anything I liked more than that experience. Oh. If tomorrow they were like, go to the bubble, I'm sign yeah. me up. How long, were you, how long did you have to be there? Or were I you there? I was there for two months. I would have been there a little longer, but I left early for my Uncle Lou's funeral. Okay, rest in peace but, to Aunt too. Yes, absolutely, rest in peace. So it was, it was great. It was like summer camp. And one thing I don't think is talked about enough about the bubble, I know there were guys there that loved it so much because you almost had no responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like you got to escape from whatever your Reality. life was outside just just for a bit. And I think people needed that that refresher. All you had to do was worry about basketball. I think the cool thing was to say how much you didn't like the bubble. <laughs> but they liked that bubble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. would always say it, but they yeah. they enjoyed being in that bubble. You could play your game, you got to go drink at the bar, you could go to the pool. It was a really nice time, and I think I did some of my like most important work when I was so, in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Top three celebrity basketball players. Okay, this is easy. Quavo, Chris Brown, mm-hmm. Lil Durk. Like, they're actually good. Right. right. I mean, yeah, you know, as good as you three. can be for someone that's not mm-hmm. an actual basketball That's okay. a solid three, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Last question. Uh, who do you want to see on All the Smoke? And before you answer us, you have to help us get your answer on the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm, who would I like to see on All the Smoke? Not Kawhi, because I want Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Don't be selfish. Wish yeah. Wish yeah. <laughs> no, J. Cole. No, dope. Nice. I'd love to see J. Cole, J. Cole on Cole. All The Smoke. That'd That's be really nice. And I feel like y'all could get J. Cole. Yeah. He be talking. He wants to talk hoops. Yeah. I'd love to see J. Cole on here. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. Well, Taylor Rooks, thank you very much. Thank you we for having me. Uh, you giving us some of your time. I am an avid All The Smoke watcher, so when I was asked to come on, I said, tell me when, tell me where, let me get cute. I'm there. Yes, so. you, you so did much. that. Thank, thank you. you so <laughs> thank you for We're having gonna me. We're going to send you some gear, too. Get yes. You, get you, get you and before enough. we end, I do want to say shout out to you guys because you guys have done something that is really hard to do in media, which is create an environment. Like, people come on here. They know they can be themselves. They can talk freely. They're with their peers. If they have anything they want to get off their chest They're in a free. way that will work, they come here. So just shout out to y'all for making a transition that people underestimate how difficult it is to make. So I, I love this show. I love what you guys mean to sports and to culture. So thank you for having thank me. Thank you so Taylor, much. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Well, that's a wrap. Taylor Rooks, you can catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. Peace up, A-Town down. This is All a Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at&t connects an ode to podcast connect the alarm change the podcast you stream connect the snooze 10 more minutes to dream Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.